Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Hotbed Series 2, Episode 1, It's Only Blood. I'm Lisa Williams. I'm Anneke Somerville. And I'm Tana Healy. And we are the Hotbed Collective, the collective hell-bent on improving the world one orgasm at a time. Hi, guys. Hi, welcome Hi. back. It's, it's been really long. Cherry, you've been dominating factories. TV. <laughs> factories. Well, I've, I've mainly been standing in a factory going, I can't believe we do that many. That's <laughs> so many. And that is basically inside the factory, <laughs> in a nutshell. The reduced so inside the factory. So and how do we do that? I did see one episode, this might have been an old one, where you were un- gutting a fish. Oh, yeah. I watched that one. That yes. was in Iceland and that was for Fish Fingers. Ah, oh, that was it. Which was really amazing. And then a lot of in the Fish Finger factory was in England. It was very, very sexy. Have you heard about the myths about fishermen? What they do on those long, lonely oh, God, fishing anarchy, trips? Oh, God, Well, because the fish's mouth, obviously, oh, comes in quite good. useful. So is that, is that, that is true. So you make that up in your head? No, no. There are many men who would have a large cod <laughs> attached to their penis. And would be thrusting oh away. God. I feel like Anarchy has defamed the entire fishing population yeah, of the world. I want to, I want to like just do a disclaimer that yeah. that is obviously a myth and not in any way true. There is no urban myth that is not perpetuated by Anarchy. <laughs> well, no, I think that, that might have been from many, many years ago. And we have Baby Joe in the house who is um, currently um, deciding on economic policy for yeah. some developing countries. So just don't mind him. Occasionally you might hear the Grant, or he's thinking, oh, he's, thinking. he's working he's on it. To talk a little he's bit got now. his um, he's got his concentration concentrated face on. Forty two percent of women do not enjoy sex. All right, Joe. <laughs> Give him. Let's just throw him another razor. I'm sorry, right. but I am also with Joe on that. Forty two percent. And what age group is that again? It's young. Okay, so it's um. Sorry, I'm just putting Joe back into his uh, study. <laughs> so um, these. Women are 25 to 34-year-old women. Oh, but that's really depressing, isn't it? Very. But, but also, also not surprising. Not, to me, it makes sense, because I definitely am better at it and more confident now... As you get older. ...than when yeah. I was younger. Mm. Um, and so I get that. But I do... I am incredibly surprised at that statistic, and it's not okay. Mm. Which makes me feel like I wish there were 
wish there was a group of women talking about mm. sex um, in a long-term relationship. Yeah. If only that was a if thing. Only yeah, there was people. If only be. that existed. Because it's not okay. Because sex is a really, really important part of life. It's... Why do we like sex? Yeah, this is what I was actually going to ask you too. As a Ooh. kind of series two kicker, is like, why is it important? Why is sex, or just or masturbation, sex with a partner? Like, why mm. is it so good? Why is it important? Why do we bother? It makes my mm. vagina feel nice. Yes. <laughs> makes my vagina feel nice. Um, <laughs> that's the B side of Cherry's first single. Just pure <laughs> sensuous, pure sensuous pleasure where you can forget about what is going on and just think mm. of, and just and just let your body and enjoy it's something. something. Yeah. something positive, isn't it? There's a lot of bad news out there and bad feeling and reasons to feel neurotic and anxious. Yes. And actually sex is one of the few times if it's going well that you can just forget about all of that. You're very present. Be in the because moment. you're yes. absolutely right. And you're, you're, you know, we scroll through Instagram and we compare yeah. ourselves to others. We're stressed about work or we don't have enough. And you're right, there are some very difficult things to, to manage. But obviously, there's a lot worse things to manage than that. By the way, just in case everyone thinks that. I'm... <laughs> oh no, I'm on Instagram. Oh, oh I no, I can't believe I've got a screw through my <laughs> my life. <laughs> so, so there's that. But what I love about sex is that you're right. If it's going well and it's right, it's you're very present. And just the sensations of it are so. You know, we've got your skin on skin. Yeah. So wonderful. Yeah. Do you know when you both get naked at the, at the beginning and yeah. you have that first like body on body and you yeah. get a bit like bodies Ooh. on body and skin on skin and you can smell them and it's all delicious it's kind of primal you, mm. it's like edible you know when you say yes. I love you so much I could bite you it is yes. you feel really mm. primal that's perfect word and I saw a happiness coach on a panel um, and she was saying that anxiety is uh, overwhelm that's it overwhelm is an anxiety state and whenever we feel overwhelmed which is me sort of 23 hours a day oh my god me too is when you have to move from your mind to your body and do something and she suggested breathing yes mm. I suggest uh, masturbating yeah yeah, <laughs> Ooh, yeah it's actually anything isn't it I think um, even walking or running I and mean, there's loads of physical things you can do yeah but actually sex is one of those things that could probably get you there the quickest there was a time in my life when i was really um trying to lose a bit of weight after university and yeah. i've done a lot of like, not eating very healthily and um and i decided that instead of eating my regular kind of you know hot chocolate biscuits from the cupboard or you know a bit of bread and you know, just, you know when after mm. you've had dinner and you're mm. watching telly and you'd graze yes, yeah mm. I would, I would, I would masturbate because mm. it would still like give me a, f a pleasure of the flesh. Yeah, because like, that, that's what I was looking for, like yeah. an addict. A pleasure of the flesh, but it wasn't calorific. Mm. I actually probably burnt a few calories. So mm. I think it's also a great weight loss mechanism. It mm. is, listeners. It's don't true. sign up to Weight Watchers. Buy Just a vibrator. Buy a vibrator. Don't spend loads of money on expensive spa treatments. No. Have sex. Have or sex. I also or... think on a slightly more um, serious note I think in terms of a, being a couple it's not a silly part of your relationship mm -hmm. it's incredibly important it's a thing that defines it makes you different from friends buddies colleagues yeah the intimacy there is something actually I think a bit mystical in sex totally it connects you and it's almost like if you've been scratchy with each other and annoyed about the mm. stair pile and they haven't picked up that bloody thing again mm. that you asked them to a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It almost wipes the slate clean a bit. Yeah. So it's mm. not a silly thing in a relationship. It's mm. really key. It's bonding. Mm. Definitely bonding. Totally. Even after you've had your kids or don't want kids. There's something to be said about a good old shake of the sheets. Shaggy Shake of the sheets. Shagging the shag pile. Now, we are going to talk about periods today. Is anyone on their period? Raise your hand. No. 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 Okay. No. I have just had it, though. So, okay. you know, I feel like I'm the most qualified person here to talk about. Okay, good. I'm glad someone is. Now, how do you react to, like, PMT, period pain? I mean, we are a sex podcast, but we're also to do with reproductive health. And it is kind of related. It's very related. Yeah, definitely. And I also think it relates to sex in terms of how you have sex when you're on your period. Do you have or sex? Or do you? Do you have shower sex or do you just put a towel down? That's right. Or, and what happens if someone shames you? Where should we what start? Happens? Where do we you, start? What happens if you have a tampon, which is what my friend did? She had a tampon in and then had sex. Now, is this oh. another urban myth? Or? No, this is true. No, no, this I, I, many I, years I ago. haven't had to, But I then ended finger. up with a tampon very far up Ouch. inside. Yeah. And then Shall inserted we? another tampon. So we then had two tampons. Oh, my God. Should we um, all tell a tampon or period related story? I'm in my 40s now. But I would say that my I have forgotten throughout my life that I get a period. So I basically, it didn't matter from when I was a teenager and started until relatively recently, I will never have any sanitary towels or tampons on my person. <laughs> and whenever I pull my pants down, my period will be there and I will go, oh, it's my period. <laughs> and so this has just meant that my entire life has been made up of situations where I've had periods on my skirt, on hotel sheets, yeah. um, and in swimming costumes, yeah. outside, on clothes, yeah. everywhere. And oh. I've yeah. never, ever, see, every time it takes me by surprise. Yeah. And then I'm in that horrible situation where I have to ask somebody... You know, or, or try and struggle with one of those funny little machines in the toilet where you're trying oh. to shove money in and then get a very small tampon, which is the wrong size because it's usually a regular Last one. Last half a second. And yeah. don't you also find that when you, every time you don't actually have your period, you have tampons everywhere? Yeah, yes. and you can give them out to other people. So you literally open your wallet and like yeah. 10 explode out, or you give someone a happy birthday card and they open yeah. it like a pop up out will launch a sanitary towel. It's a terrible situation where we went to a really romantic hotel in Holcombe, be- absolutely beautiful, amazing luxury hotel. And would usually, that would be when my period would come, would be on the first day of the stay. And I hadn't, I just didn't count the days or anything. And it went all over the sheets. Mm. So I had to bundle all of the sheets up early in the morning. Uh. And I tried to go downstairs to the laundry bit. And then I was sort of sneaking around the hotel with these horrible bloody sheets. 
So I don't know what it is, but I've got a friend who is exactly the same. Even though she's in her 40s, forgets that periods are something that women get. Mm. I can actually relate to that a bit. I really can. I mean, I've never been someone who's ever known what... The, you know when they ask you what, what cycle you're on? How many days how many is your days? cycle? I, honestly, I'm the, I don't know what you... I don't even know what you're talking about, let alone what day I'm on. That is crazy. Do you mm. know when you're ovulating, though? I can, can you sometimes tell? feel it. And actually, it was only because my friend Hannah said that she could, and I thought, oh... And I'd never listened to my body all my cycles ever and actually what they do say is one of the benefits and this is one of the reasons I would probably do it you can get all those amazing apps that track it for you because I'm not going to have to I just forget I'm I'm also always without tampons but apparently it can really help you to work out your most functional creative days Mm -hmm. because it does affect how you feel and Mm -hmm. you can really start to use it as a kind of superpower Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I thought was quite I wonder if there are days of the month where I'm just a bit crapper Mm -hmm. and I can really make sure that on those days I eat right I'm nice to myself and I allow myself just to do things like banking and admin Mm -hmm. and then other days when I should be writing ovulation Mm -hmm. day which is usually around day 14 so day 10 to day 18 I guess safely is when you are most fertile but also skin is better boobs are bigger everything is that little bit glossier is it because you're like is it your calling card to the world yeah come and have sex with me the problem is I've got eggs (laughs) I've got eggs and I'm fertile look at my boobs but also women wear less clothing so they've done studies of women in nightclubs and usually they'll go and interview them and ask them what day they are in their cycle and most people go I don't know Cherry I've got blood on my pants again I forgot I've got a period oh shit so if you're wearing less literally less clothing so you will you will find that you're more horny and yeah. you will and especially I think especially I did notice that when I was younger that I would get I'd be looking at the man in the kebab yeah. shop in an inappropriate way and I think I must be ovulating I'm quite horny today actually <laughs> yeah. and um, I'm well, feeling hey. a bit like I'm having one of those days where I'm just you know you get loads done it's all I just feel a bit all kind of you're ovulating I wonder if I'm ovulating yeah, don't ask me what number of cycle I'm in so what about PMT so I used to hate PMT get it horrendously apparently younger women get PMT and period pain a lot more than mm. as you get older that's like the one blessing of getting older do you relate to that I um, definitely do oh definitely yeah. I had some absolutely horrendous, horrendous oh. periods and horrendous PMT. I get PMT still now, but I've learned to harness it. So I get, I turn into kind of a moody bitch, but actually it's good because I'm normally quite afraid of confrontation. But yeah. during PMT, all those little annoying things um, that have built up, I will suddenly, bam, get mm. them out. And I think use your inner PMT, like harness that's that bitch. something that annoys me a bit is that whenever a woman is in a bad mood, so if you've ever been in a relationship and you have been a bit confrontational or you've been a bit grumpy it will always be labelled as oh it must be your time of the month and like that gets on my nerves a bit because it has got a bit of that cliche yeah totally although dude you've got it wrong mate not on my period got PMT yeah (laughs) wrong day wrong day you're just a knobhead yeah (laughs) although can I just say something sensible it's not taught in schools the girls are taken off separately and told about periods boys are probably taught a bit of you know basic information and the average man does not know about periods or the mm. menstrual cycle or ovulation or PMT or what period blood is made of, etc. Yeah. Why is that? And you know, there we go. We're back to the shame again. The girls get yeah. taken off into the witch's cavern and told about this evil mm. curse that happens once a month. And the boys are then left completely without knowledge, scared of this thing that happens that is a bit scary. Scared. Totally. And you bleed once a month and sometimes it can be very heavy. And again, if you get it on the sheets, it can look a bit threatening. You know, if you see blood, you associate it with pain yeah. and wound. And so unless you see it all the time and you grow up with it, it is scary. And 
I mean, I've had a couple of experiences where I've had sex with someone and not realised I was on my period, yeah. and they've like pointed it out, and they're not always really kind about it. There's no a sense way. of like, oh, oh god, a, why didn't you tell me? I'm cross with you for yeah. not. I'm like, well, I didn't know. And yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. So that's that. The period shame is very strong, and I think it does start at school when they're separated. Mm. Yeah, and then you watch the film Carrie, and from there the demonization continues. Have you mm. seen it, John yeah. Travolta, young John Travolta? Mm. Why didn't you I tell haven't. me, Mama? Okay, so it's basically a girl, Carrie. When she starts her period, she basically becomes possessed. And Psychotic. She starts her period in a shower, and oh, it's horrendous in a public shower with all her school friends that are all bullying her, and they all shout, "Plug it up." plug it up I mean every single period cliche oh my god is there um, and it's a cult horror film I mean it's a very good cult horror film but it doesn't really do the old period campaign any favours Behold the sponsored post What's up with Lisa? Oh I don't know she seems cheerier than usual doesn't she? Maybe she's got a new clipboard or something <laughs> Oh hi guys Hey Lisa you're in a good mood I am I've been honouring my flow Is that like flossing? Not really, no. It's actually uh, giving my period and my pants the respect they deserve with soft, reusable sanitary towels from Honour Your Flow. Oh, did you say reusable? I did. You can wash them in the washing machine and they're good to go again and again and again and again. That sounds rather uncomfortable. It's not. It's actually like wearing a fluffy bathrobe down there and they don't leak, they don't smell, they're made by women in the UK and they're pretty stylish too. Not that I'll be showing many people. And are they as expensive as the 10,000 single-use pads or tampons we are each expected to get through in our lifetimes and end up in landfill? Nope, not at all. I'm terrible at maths, as you know, but I do know that these are going to save me loads of cash. And hotbed listeners can get 10% off with the code REDTENT, R-E-D-T-E-N-T, REDTENT. Ooh, do tell me more. Well, you can find out more and you can shop the range at honoryourflow.co.uk. They also sell menstrual cups and reusable makeup wipes and breast pads and so on. Oh, I've never seen you look so happy. That is the end of the sponsored post. Sponsored post, sponsored post. (laughs) So let's move on and talk about sexy sex with periods. I think it's quite hot personally if you're with someone that you trust I if you can see my I've it. got a funny face at the moment because that mm. is my one area of kind of I don't know not just me. feeling a bit ooh about it uh, I think I, in terms of laundry if we're just being logistical it's it's, it's a pain in the arse mm. so if, if I can avoid getting on sheets I will yeah purely for a selfish reason um in terms of how they react if they don't react nicely or kindly and and like a human adult then I reckon I've got one chance to rectify that after, you know, because you talk to mm. them and you explain. Mm. But I think if it happens again, that is a deal breaker for me. I just think grow up. It is mm. why we're here. Yeah. And Periods also, are why we're yeah. here. And I've done a lot of work to get rid of the shame. Yeah. So you have to kind of catch up a little bit because mm. if someone else is shaming you, it's I hard. Wonder, yeah, I wonder whether we've moved, because it's funny, I've been watching Love Island and obviously, obviously everything there is really kind of waxed and the girls are absolutely bikini waxed. There's no hair hair on show and I kept thinking while I'm watching it I'm thinking are these girls getting their periods because there's always that thing that when women are together they all get their periods at the same time and I'm thinking how are they actually dealing with that because even having a string coming out the side these these bikinis are literally like that so high cut they're probably using a moon cut well I don't know I hope they are but there was part of me that was feeling like we're almost moving towards this thing now where periods or bleeding might be coming more shameful than it ever was before yeah, because when you wear very high cut swimwear 
it's quite hard even to hide. Like, I mean, I've seen yeah, those wings are going to be on display. Aren't well, they? if you've got your little, your little tail hanging out. <laughs> Oh um, no, but they would be so careful. And the but sheets like, in the bed, because they're sharing the beds. And I'm thinking, if that was me, I'd be getting up every bloody morning and they'd be going, oh, oh she's had a period on the bed again. Nothing is, nothing is more covert than a woman passing another woman a tampax. Exactly. Now, this leads us really nicely onto the interview that I've pre-recorded. It was with author Anna Dahlqvist, who's a gorgeous Scandinavian writer. She has written a book called It's Only Blood. It's about period poverty around the world. It is an uh, enormously sobering read. So anyway, here is the interview with Anna. It's only blood shattering the taboo of menstruation. Anna, why did you write this book? Well, um, I had written a book uh, about the consequences of abortion bans in Europe. Mm -hmm. So in Ireland, Poland and Malta. And and after that, I was looking for a new topic, Mm -hmm. something that's in my area of interest, which is how like how women's bodies uh, become tools for oppression. Mm. And I uh, I read an article about girls in South Africa that weren't able to go to school because they couldn't manage their menstruation in school because mm-hmm. uh, they didn't have access to toilets, water, or menstrual products that would work for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is what started it. I get really angry and upset. Uh, and it really annoyed me to think about the fact that we are so celebrated for giving life, giving birth, and then the menstrual blood that is the precondition for yes. uh, pregnancies is seen as something that should be hidden and something shameful and something that becomes such a big obstacle mm-hmm. in everyday life. So that's what sort of got me started. And it also made me think about me and my relation to uh, my period yes, and how I had gone along with the idea that it should be something more or less hidden uh, even though I'm a feminist and um, I sort of thought that that I was that I was more liberal than mm. I was when I started thinking about it yeah I mean it's crazy it's it takes someone quite bold to just walk up to the loos at work you know in their office with their moon cup or their tampon in their hand it just doesn't happen does it right so I started doing that to see what it would feel like right. to like hold your pad or your tampon your yeah. cap so people could see it. Mm-hmm. And it's not that easy because no. it's like it's in your body to sort of keep it secret and and you react to it mm-hmm. even though you don't want to. But it's really it's a part of us. Mm. And why why the shame? Why the silence around menstruation? As you say, it's it's almost a public health issue in terms of how many people it affects. And there's there's issues such as cramps and you know in the developing world where they can't clean their um, menstrual protection where they can't access menstrual protection and they can't clean it properly there's all kinds of infections Um, endometriosis I mean the list goes on and you talk about it really well in your book why can't we talk about it why is it a a dirty secret that half the population have to keep yeah that's like a super big question Uh, and I mean it is definitely public health issue when you it's half of the population that will experience Mm. periods and in the world it's two billion people so it's a huge issue it shouldn't be like a separate like a special issue Mm. Uh, but i think about the shame and the silence um when i asked people during my research i always like if i'm i was interviewing a, a menstruator or an activist or a researcher or someone with an ngo 
I always ask, what do you think? Why do we have this shame? Mm -hmm. And the most common answer would be, well, it's because it's a female experience. It's because it's a thing that happens to women and girls. So, and of course, that's like the big, big thing in a sexist society, Mm -hmm. whatever uh, marks you out as like against the norm Mm -hmm. is also going to be used against you. Mm -hmm. And it has been used as a weakness and... uh, and something, and, and it has been seen, like historically, it's been seen as something that really like separates you. Um, and something that is, even though it's been seen as like a force, good and evil, it's become more of a evil force, something mm-hmm. that's destructive and pollu- polluting. And so it has, of course, it has like a, histori- a history behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you put it in a sexist context, mm-hmm. and also that it's, connected to sexuality even though it doesn't I mean there's no reason really it doesn't have to do anything with sex that mm-hmm. you're bleeding uh, but you're bleeding from the vagina mm-hmm. so it's and it's seen as like you're sexually mature yeah even though people have their periods when they're like nine years old yeah it's getting younger isn't it yeah mm-hmm. it is uh, and that you know, sexuality and women also something that's for a long time has been shamed yes. and is shamed but I also think that one thing is also um, that it's like a bodily fluid that you cannot control. Mm-hmm. It's something that like the blood, you can't stop it. There's no way to hold it mm-hmm. back. Mm. And that's something that's like collide with the idea that we should control our bodies. We yes. should be in control and mm. we should keep them clean. Mm-hmm. And, 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 mm. and then all these ideas has been reinforced by religion, by science and by commercial interests. Yes, yeah, so I was going to talk about that. So obviously it's in the big um, manufacturing companies. It's in their interest to make us feel sort of dirty and shamed and to spend lots of money on disposable um, sanitary protection and also things to keep us fresh uh, and fragrant down there. Um, is that why you think, because you talk about in the book, interestingly, about how menstrual cups were popular in the 2000s briefly and then now making a bit of a comeback. And I remember I was in university in the 2000s, which is when I came across the moon cup because it was gorilla advertised across the backs of the toilet doors. So there were stickers everywhere. And so I've always been a fan of the moon cup, but I've been amazed to see that it hasn't taken off in a way that I thought. And and why is that? Because you've got a bit of a conspiracy theory. No, but one thing is, of course, that for like the commercial, for the companies, the cups is not a good thing mm. because you buy one and they last for 10 years. Yeah. So they're not going to be able to make that much money. Mm. Uh, so for for money, money-wise, it's much better with disposable pads and tampons. Mm. And I also think that the cups are in a way political too, because when you use a cup, you will see your blood mm. and you will get to know your body. Yes. Like you'll actually feel inside. Yeah, you have to insert it. And yeah. yeah. And that actually, something happens then. It's something that also takes a bit of the shame out yes. of it. Uh, yeah, it normalizes it. Yeah, it yeah. normalizes mm. it. So, so that means that the cup is sort of political and it collides with the idea of the like the ads commercials which is oh shameful keep it clean keep it secret keep mm. it keep safe so mm. um yeah and i mean the commercial uh, the ads and the the companies they they really that's their thing to make us feel dirty because yeah. that's what they're saying you need our products to be 
clean, to mm. be safe, to smell good. Mm. Mm. We have like the solution. So your book charts uh, a lot about what happens to girls in the developing world. And I mean, I mean, so many shocking stories, one that sort of stuck out in my head, because you talk about how girls can't really go to school because they have no waste bin, they have no running water, there's just a hole in the ground, there's nowhere to um, dispose of their sanitary protection, they share loose with boys and the boys don't understand. And you talk about a girl who just lived with her dad. I can't remember what country it was in. And she lived with her dad and she said she was going to school and she went and just sat, she stood in her neighbor's garden all day just yeah. to bleed into the ground because she didn't have anything. I mean, how did it make you feel to come across stories like that? Yeah, yeah that was in Kenya. And I was told about that by an NGO who's working with uh, menstrual issues. Mm. Uh, and yeah, she was just because she didn't really know what was happening to her. Mm-hmm. So that was the way for her to deal with it. Mm. Uh, and and that's something I wasn't really prepared for the fact that so many people don't know anything about periods when they have their first period. Mm. And that becomes such a, a shocking experience because, mm. okay, it's only blood, but if you don't know what kind of yeah. blood it is, it becomes like it signals that you're sick mm-hmm. or that you might die. Mm-hmm. And, and also that it comes from your vagina. You can't it makes you, it's difficult to talk about it, to ask what's happening. Yes. And many of the girls and women that I interviewed, they told me about that, that their first period was like, I, th- I thought I was sick. I thought I was yeah. going to die. I, mm. And that's horrible mm-hmm. that we're not even able to to talk about it in just like, just like saying that it exists. We can't even do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But even though there are all these horrible stories and uh, experiences. It's also really striking when when I did these interviews that if you start asking someone uh, about her period mm. and you give them a voice, mm. it's not like they're gonna, they're gonna know what they need. They're gonna be able to say what they want to be able to manage their menstruation. It's just that they have to get that yes. voice. Yes. And that's what you were helping them do. Mm, Trying. So what do we do? What do we do from here? And I think this question is, you know, there's two parts of it. First of all, what can Western women do just to manage the situation here? I mean, we have, we do have period poverty. It's it's still an issue here. Um, And there is lots of charity work around donating um, pads and, um, and, and tampons to people who can't afford it. At the same time, we're still shamed, we're still silenced. The moon cup and these menstrual cups aren't really um, sort of put out there. They're not as popular as they should be. And we do have access to sterilizing equipment and clean water. So we can clean them and they can be an investment and they're good for the environment as well. So so what can we do about our situation at home? And secondly, what can we do about the situation in the developing world, which is, you know, comparatively more serious than what we face here? Well, I think that one thing is that we shouldn't get stuck on the idea of period poverty, that it's something that's happening to just a group of people. Mm -hmm. But the fact is that we are all affected by these ideas around periods and we're all denied our our rights because of the silence, Mm -hmm. because that means we're not getting the health care we should have. We're not Mm -hmm. getting like research that should be done around periods. Mm-hmm. There are so many things we don't know mm-hmm. uh, and we don't get the, the the products we should have because there are like not enough innovations because yes. nobody's been talking about that. Yes. 
and the information education we should have. So it's something that's like concerns us all. Uh, and I think that one thing is just to start talking about it uh, because it changes a lot just to keep on saying the word. It did for me just to yeah. keep on saying it out loud. So what were you saying? I'm on my period. What were you? Yeah, I was saying I'm on my period, yeah. but I, 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 I said it in like a weird way. <laughs> I'm on my period. Oh, like like uh, I, I noticed that I changed my voice saying, uh, I'm on my period, <laughs> like that. And also that I would hesitate for yes. like a short moment. Yeah. Like, I'm on my period. Uh, and, and I like, and it took me a while. I've said that now for like, I've said period a thousand of times in front of strangers. <laughs> so now I can say it in like a normal way. But I think that that's like a small thing that everyone can do. Like start yes. talking about it and, and, and start like connecting it to actual politics yeah. and rights. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a private matter. Mm-hmm. It is a political matter. It doesn't mean that we all have to go around talking about our periods mm-hmm. the whole time. Uh, but on like uh, a structural level, yeah. we should do it. Yeah. Uh, but then we also, of course, we need to talk about period poverty and um, and what can be done to help that because that exists in the UK and mm. wherever you go, you're going to find that people don't have uh, money to mm-hmm. to manage their menstruation, mm. and that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And in Sweden, the tax on menstrual products is twenty five percent, which is what we used to have. I yeah, think, and we but don't, now yeah. it's like five percent. Yes, yeah, it should be zero, which it is in, for example, in Kenya, and that's also one thing that even though. Okay, the situation in the development, developing countries could be really, really difficult, and it is for like millions of people, meaning that they cannot go to school, they cannot go to work, they cannot even like move around freely during mm. their periods because there is like they don't have access to what they need, uh, and plus there are like all taboos and rules around periods. Yeah, just to interrupt quickly for our mm. listeners, you talk about period huts, which was shocking. Yeah. So in some villages, they have very uninhabitable buildings where if a girl's menstruating she's sort of banished to that building to stay out of everyone's way until she stops it's just absolutely prehistoric yeah but it's like that's like the most extreme form of the menstrual rule yeah like they all sort of are around separation and silence and the menstrual huts which exist in in nepal and in india in in the countryside and Mm. in parts of the countries uh, and yeah, it's like it's a hut or a shed, and you have to stay there. But and it it's horrible because there are known cases where women have actually died in these because they suffocate to to death because there's no way to heat them up. So mm. you have to try and heat them up with like a fire or something. Yeah, and then people suffocate or they um, become victims of sexual violence if they're sleeping there by their own. Yeah. They're a target. Yeah, mm. they become a target. So that's horrible. Mm. And they're not. Um, they're banned. You're not. That, that practice is banned in Nepal. But but it still happens. Keeps on happening. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so on a on a kind of idealistic level, what would you like to see happen in, in the next year? Is there any changes you'd like to see happen immediately? The societal change is going to take a while. So we can all start saying I'm on my period. Um, and talking about it and breaking the taboo in that way and educating people. But, you know, what would you really like to see happen in a kind of in a real in a real in real terms? Well, I want to see it taken to uh, to like the parliament, the government. I want to have ministers talking about it Mm -hmm. and not like only the minister of equality or women's 
affairs or mm-hmm. whatever yes. kind of ministers you yes. have. Yes. Uh, but like the minister of education mm-hmm. and the minister of finance who can talk about the taxes, it has yes. to be like on all different kinds of levels. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I wanted to be taken to that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, I mean, get rid of taxes and, uh, and uh, put money into research. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely has to be done but it has to go from this activist NGO level up to actual concrete politics yes absolutely I agree and people can start off in their journey by reading It's Only Blood Shattering the Taboo of Menstruation which is brilliant thanks Anna so much for talking to us and um, you can follow her on Instagram what's your account called because it's not the English title no, is it? it's, it's only blood but it's in Swedish so it's called Bara Lite Blod Bara Lite Blod yes. sounds so much better <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that in the show notes for anyone interested thank you thank you for having me pleasure All right, so it's homework time. It's homework time. We love homework and it's homework time. It's the only time in my life I've actually enjoyed that word. I know. Um, So, what is on the homework list for this week? Well, we've got two bits to the homework, like a tampon and a sanitary towel, two (laughs) options. And basically one of it is to actually talk a bit more about our periods. So instead of hiding away in a little tent and having bells on our feet, like we do in some cultures, um, talk about it with your friends Talk about the products yeah. you use. Be a bit more open about it. Because I think it's infectious when somebody has lost their shame, their period shame. Um, and you do have to do a bit of work on it. It's a bit of a discipline just to, just to get rid of it because it, it isn't right. You should be proud of it. It's a wonderful, amazing, life-giving thing. Mm. You should feel joy at it. Actually, if you get rid of it, then you, I think you do find you start to talk. Um, I've been really trying to... I talk about it a lot in, in my book, actually, period... Shame. I think um, period should have Glastonbury's PR people. Because mm. if you think about it, Glastonbury is muddy and expensive. And you spend a lot of time where, you know, actually mm. there is quite a lot of, uh, you know, it's it's quite gnarly actually. But we all think of it in these kind of starry-eyed terms. Mm. I think periods are the same. Yes, there is some mess, mm. but they're wonderful and life-giving. Mm. And they should absolutely be, um, be praised. Repositioned. But I try, if my kids walk in on me changing my Tampax, I don't hide away. I just let it happen. Because I think the earlier that you see it, the less scary it is because it's just always part of your life. And if they see fear in your eyes, to them, they think it's dangerous. Shame. And shame. Shame. Yeah. Okay, so talk about it more. Shame. Release the shame in yourself and it will come out. And also look up Bloody Good Period and Pink Protest. Yeah. And if you can... Obviously, if you're buying your own sanitary towels or tampons, then you can also give them to a local food bank or a beauty bank. Um, And actually, that's something that I'd never really thought of before. So it's a a good idea. And if you are going to have sex during your period, enjoy it. Uh, Think of it as a natural lubricant. But also, by the way, shower sex. Use a condom. Why use a condom? Use a condom because if you're not entirely sure about your menstrual cycle, um, there is a risk of pregnancy. I mean, wow. it's, it's, it's a very... Mm. I mean, my biology teacher at school would have said, you are biologically... It's biologically impossible to get sex, to get pregnant during your period. But um, I think a lot of advice now is to err on the side of caution if you've got mm. a short menstrual cycle. And also, apparently, you are more prone to infection at that time because your cervix is open. Mm. So if in doubt... Also, it's slightly less messy. And if you, if you are with a guy who may be semi-squeamish about blood, then 
if there's a condom involved, then I guess it just makes yeah. it a bit easier. Mm. And shower sex is shower said, sex hot. for me is the is the is mm. the answer. I really. just I, I can't get on with the shower sex at all. But I think that's an age related thing. You get to a certain stage in life where you have the sit down shower, and then so- shower sex comes back into vogue again. You have got to get a sit down shower. Then you can shower. start doing the, the humping in the chair. But I'm saving that for the retirement. Home. I can't wait to do Stanis stairlift. So. Oh, um, hot. Because basically there'll be very few men around then, but the only men that will still be surviving will be very strong, virile men because the women all live much longer. And so I will have like one very strong, virile man and we will have shower sex on our sit down shower. And we won't even have to worry about periods anymore because there won't be any more periods. And I'll have my blue rinse, my shower sex, and I'll be sorted. Oh my God. And you can buy a cod. And I can have a cod as well. I can have fish fingers every day and peas. On that note, we've been the Hotbed Collective. (laughs) Follow us on uh, Instagram at the Hotbed Collective. Read our show notes for more information about our sponsor, Honor Your Flow, and all the initiatives that we have talked about, as well as our lovely guest, Anna Dalquist. Tune in next week for episode two, the most exhilarating sex of my life.